welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. I'm delighted to host this podcast and share key trends and innovations for each of the 25 industries we serve. At SAP, we like to say that we speak the language of our customers, and this language is industry. We've been supporting all industries for more than 50 years now, and it's exciting to launch this podcast and discuss with industry experts the business value that they get from our solutions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. My name is Tom Raftery, and with me on the podcast today, I have my special guest, Tangai. Tangai, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Tom. Thank you very much. I'm Tongi. I'm the co-founder uh, and the president at uh, Lizzy, uh, which I co-founded with Anna, uh, our CEO, which unfortunately couldn't make it today, uh, but super happy to be on the SAP uh, podcast uh, to talk about this uh, great topic uh, of uh, sustainability in retail. Okay, so Lizzy and sustainability in retail. Tell me, Tongi, what is Lizzy? I mean, for people who are listening who haven't heard of you guys, what is it you're doing? So Lizzy, we are uh, providing a B2B software as a service for brands and retailers to help them uh, reuse some of their products or to extend the usage of the products that they are providing uh, by renting or reselling some of uh, their products, uh, basically. So we are helping companies such as Decathlon in the sporting good uh, industry to rent uh, tents. For example, we're renting dresses with companies like uh, Maj. Uh, we're renting through subscription, um, uh, pregnancy clauses with Kiabi. Uh, really, we can rent everything. So that's uh, that's what we do. And we are now going also in the resale space as basically you start renting and then after uh, you just resell the goods that have churned enough. Uh, so really, the goal is to optimize and, and, and grow the usage of the goods because today we keep buying and buying and buying stuff that we ne don't necessarily use just because they're cheap or just because we're pushed to buy them. Uh, so we're really trying to transform the retail industry from linear to circular. Okay, very cool, very cool. And I mean, that makes a huge amount of sense to me, I think, because uh, this summer, for example, I went to Asturias in the north of Spain. I live in the south of Spain near Seville. And I went to Asturias in the north and went hiking in the mountains. And, you know, I got equipment for that that, I probably won't use until next summer. So it's now sitting in a wardrobe on the other side of the house, taking up space and unused. And, you know, maybe I use it next year. Maybe I use it again the year after. But that means it's used like three times in three years, which makes very little sense given the amount of material and energy, et cetera, that's gone into its production. Yeah, and probably, you know, you also spent uh, quite a, a lot of money to acquire this, uh, these gears. So renting make absolute sense for those type of use cases uh, of like short term usage. Uh, I mean, everyone, when you go to a ski resort, uh, is renting a pair of ski. It just make absolute sense. It's easy. It's seamless. You don't necessarily do it because it's great for the planet. You do it because it's cheaper. It's uh, the customer experience is great. You just go down the slope, get your ski, just uh, enjoy and, and return the ski. And the next the year after, you can have access to even better products. Uh, or try something different. Uh, and that's all about, I mean, we, we did focus groups when we created the company three years ago um, to understand 
why people would rent, uh, what would they like to rent, and who are they? Mm. And and the three main reasons, and we did that in France and in Amsterdam to really get a sense of people from the Nordics per se and, and from France. Uh, and the results were about the same people rent first because it gives uh, access to goods at the fraction of the price. So that's the number one uh, reason. Then after, as you just said, uh, it, uh, it's a good way to uh, to um, not clutter your house uh, with stuff that you don't necessarily frequently use and that you don't know what to do after one usage. And the third reason was uh, actually uh, the, the sustainability. Like, uh, of course, people are becoming more and more aware. And I think the pandemic, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, definitely is accelerating the consumer shift as well. But consumers are more and more uh, happy to consume and to engage with brands that actually uh, is doing good for the planet or social, like uh, the ESG uh, uh, topics. And uh, and there is this study from KPMG that published this year that 87% of consumers rather purchase a product from a brand which is engaged um, for the planet and for the people rather than a similar product for, from a company that doesn't really care. And is there any negativity around it given uh, from from consumers say who maybe want something new but are instead going for a rental is is that i mean do do the items appear new uh you know how is that all handled yeah as it is actually uh offered by the brand itself it has to be like a five-star experience uh, renting needs to be as seamless as buying a product secondhand on Vinted. Mm. Uh, you, from the couch, you need to, to really engage with your brand. For example, rent a tent at Decathlon. The tent will appear just like new. Of course, there might be scratches here and there, but the products will smell good, will be well packaged. It will be shipped by Decathlon. Uh, so really like the brand power has a huge impact. It's like when you go to the hotel, you sleep in bed sheets that are that has been used before, but you don't feel like it. It's just like they were new and you love sleeping in, in hotel bed sheet because you feel like that it's just new and clean. So it's exactly the same experience. Uh, when you rent, the product has to be like almost like new. The, the journey need to be seamless. So you can be delivered at home, you can be delivered directly in store, directly, for example, in ski resorts. Uh, if you rent like ski jackets, we're about to launch a cool project with uh, with a nice brand uh, very soon. So yeah, customer experience need to be really nice. Um, they know the product isn't new, but it has to be like like it. And, and also renting, I mean, when you are a, a consumer, you rent also to try a product, especially when it comes to expensive goods, you can rent to really try the good and you can decide after your usage uh, of the good that you want to keep it because you know you're going to be reusing these goods um, quite often. So it makes more sense, financially speaking, to keep it. So that's why we are releasing next month a new feature, which is the purchase option. So you will be able to, for example, try a, a ski jacket and, and decide to keep it and just connect to your profile, um, to your account, to your brand account and say, okay, I'm going to keep it. And we will calculate the, the, the resale price of the goods according to the number of rotation and the amount of money you spent in renting. So, so really it has to be easy, seamless, uh, rent, like resale is becoming kind of the new cool when you look at Vestia Collective, the real, real in the States or uh, um, uh, Vinted here uh, in Europe, uh, renting from the brand and reselling from the brand needs to be as, at least as cool uh, with on top, I would say, which is a cherry on the top, the, the reassurance that it is the brand that is providing you 
a, a resale or a, a rental product, uh, a rented product. So you know it's going to be great quality. What's the actual experience like for, say, me as a consumer? Do I go to the Decathlon shop and go to a rental area in the shop or do I go to their website or does it depend on the, the outlet and the retailer? How does that all work? And, and, and talk about returns as well. So it's really uh, the customer experience for Decathlon, uh, at least for their outdoor uh, service, uh, gear, gear service, sorry, uh, is fully digital, meaning that you will first connect to their rental platform. You will put in your cart all the goods that you want to leave the best outside uh, experience for a trekking, a camping or whatever outdoor experience you will leave. Uh, you will select multiple products. You're going to be paying at the end a price per day per product. And the more products you put in your basket, the less you will you will spend. And of course, the longer you rent, the cheaper it becomes also. Um, then after you will just pay online with your credit card. You will just decide where you want to pick the merchandise. Is it in store? Is it directly at home? Or you want to be delivered directly in a camping? Um, and that's also, they have a network of more than 200 campings uh, across France uh, that you can select and you can just go at the welcome uh, area of the, of the camping, retrieve your gears and then drop it there when you're done. Or you can just drop it in a parcel shop, drop it in a store um, and it will be returned uh, to the same location where it came from, will be refurbished. So it will be inspected for quality control. It will be clean. Uh, potentially it will be uh, repaired as well. Uh, so we can extend the lifespan of the goods so it can go back in stock and someone else can enjoy the same uh, product. And today with some of our clients, I cannot disclose the names, but we are already churning the goods more than 20 times. Uh, and they will be at least done another 10 times. So financially speaking as well, make absolute sense for the brands uh, along with the consumers. Okay. And I can imagine if you're doing it online, uh, you have to sign up for it. So you have to give some of your data. So does a data play in here as well, both for the cu customers getting closer to the retailer, plus for the devices that are being rented on usage and things like that. Is that all part of the, part of the offering as well? Yeah, data is, is a super key. Uh, in fact, uh, our backend is called the data platform uh, because we collect tons of data on goods, on product, on usage. Uh, so, so we first know what are the goods that people like to rent. Among the products that people rent, we know those that they actually like using. Sometimes you can rent goods and be disappointed about it. And we know that and we give this data back to the brands. But also because the products are coming always back to the same uh, distribution center, we know or to the store we, where it is refurbished. We know, you know, uh, we create patterns. Uh, we know that after a certain number uh, of rotation, some products start to be damaged or to be too used to be rent again because of, I don't know, like uh, a product which is uh, which is um, like a, like a, a button that also always is uh, is damaged or like a piece of uh, on a tent, for example. We knew after several usage that there is a little component uh, that was uh, uh, damaged. So it gives basically data back to the con to the brand so they can best use uh, these to to better design their goods in the future. And and our dream uh, with Anna and the team is that in the future we will have brands that will create specific collection dedicated for the rental um, model where you know it will be products which will be much more you know solid uh, will be much more keen i would say to be to 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 be rent but also um, we are fully digital but we are also omnichannel we have clients 
that are renting products from their store. Uh, in fact, with Decathlon, we're renting through subscription. The appliances, the stuff you need to uh, to work at at home, uh, like most, you know, like weights, uh, bench to really exercise at home, and all those goods uh, are actually. Uh, picked in the store. Uh, every store basically manage a fleet of products with our solution and people can just uh, click and collect the goods, use it at home. And when they're done, they just return it to the store. It is refurbished in the store and available back for, for another uh, user. So it's really a mix of online, in-store. Um, it's fully omnichannel, which is, I would say, like a, a prerequisite uh, nowadays in, uh, in retail. Uh, interesting. Uh, it, it's interesting you you mentioned as well about the the uh, making the items better over time as you see the data around their usage. Because uh, I, there's, there's a great example that that I've come across where uh, light bulbs. You know, they the the typical incandescent light bulb that we were all using up to around 2008 2009. You know, they had a lifetime of about a thousand hours, uh, and you know. There was no incentive on the light bulb manufacturer to make them last longer. In fact, there was a disincentive because then they would sell fewer bulbs. But when the bulbs shifted from being incandescent to being LED, the LED light bulbs had a useful life of about 25,000 hours at 5x the price. So suddenly there was a huge incentive on the manufacturers to switch to a product as a service model because you know they 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 needed to get more revenue from the same bulb because it was you know 25x inks otherwise they'd have a huge shortfall in their in their revenue so all the big light bulb manufacturers now are going the product as a service route selling them lumps uh, per lumen of light delivered for example uh, the, the city of Los Angeles doesn't own any light bulbs all the light bulbs in Los Angeles are owned by Signify the the, the former Philips lighting and what it means is because the manufacturer now maintains ownership of the light bulbs, it's very much in their interest to make the light bulbs last even longer still because they don't want to have to be sending people to replace and repair them. So now that 25,000 is becoming 50 and 75,000. And, you know, it, it's exactly what you're talking about as well. The, the items that the manufacturers are starting to rent out because they're keeping ownership of them. They want them to last longer and longer so they'd be more durable. So it's, to my mind, this is a huge sustainability win. Fully agree. And I love the, this uh, this comparison. It's uh, it's absolutely true. Uh, retailers and, and really what we want to do with Lizzie is to make uh, the product as a service uh, available to all the retail verticals. I mean, it started, as you said, with the, uh, with the mobility, uh, you know, taxis, uh, bikes, uh, mopeds, now everywhere in cities. Um, then now I want to, to really give access to product as a service to every single goods in retail, um, from the cheapest to the luxury goods. Uh, and, and those companies will kind of become like software companies uh, or, or I mean, like co software companies or like insurance companies where they will get those monthly recurring revenue uh, and they will be fully incentivized to, to, to build like stronger and better products. And um, so they can last longer, they can provide more return on investment because we also have this vision at Lizzie that there will be no sustainability if there is no profitability. It has to be a mix of both worlds. Uh, the one will not go with the other um, without. And, um, and and that's truly what we were, uh, were, uh, were trying to, to, to really build. 
but I love the the light bulb uh, comparison. It's exactly yeah, it's exactly that. Okay, and you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, sporting goods, but you also mentioned um, maternity dresses, I think, and, and bridal dresses. Um, what other? I mean, I could imagine, for example, I've got uh, I've got a, an area in the house there with tools that I use for DIY, and again, you know, they get used every. I'm going to say six months, but it's probably a little more often than that. But you know what I mean? It, it, they're not used very often. Is that kind of thing as well? I mean, what's what's the range of things that you're you're covering? Really? I mean, we are looking to really rent everything which is not perishable. But uh, as far as live business cases that we have today, so in the fashion space, we're renting um, party dresses. We are renting like pregnancy clothes. We're renting baby wear, kids wear through subscription. We are renting uh, luggage uh, with Delsay. We're renting um, uh, outdoor gears for sports, uh, of course. We're renting as well products for like med- uh, medical therapy, uh, to like uh, physical therapy to, to, to rehab for, for sport people that has been injured. Um, we are also uh, about to launch um, electronic uh, cookware uh, uh, appliance like a rental service uh, with a supermarket chain. Uh, we are about to, to start also renting instruments, musical instruments for, for kids. Oh, wow. Like pianos, guitars, because, you know, they grow fast and they change their mind on what they want to do uh, uh, when they see a movie or see a friend that is doing actually uh, another instrument. And they say, oh, that's the one I want to do. And just purchase an 800 euro uh, piano uh, that is sitting now in your living room and you don't know what to do with it. So renting can make sense, of course, with a purchase option behind. Um, yeah, we are a super interesting um also uh, a business case that is coming uh, in the next coming months, which is tablewares. You have like, you are organizing, throwing like a party, uh, you have like a wedding, baby shower, bar mitzvah, whatever you want to impress your, your guests with a beautiful table. You will be tomorrow uh, as an as a individual able to rent like the best table set out there uh, just for uh, one party. And, and you're gonna be paying like a fraction of the price of luxury goods. Uh, so really, Everything. And when I say everything is not only like premium products or luxury goods, but also um, fast fashion companies uh, are going towards this. Uh, Kiabi, uh, which is a French uh, fast fashion or like affordable goods companies renting like those uh, those uh, pregnancy clothes. H&M is going towards rental as well. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, our dream tomorrow, crazy vision with Anna and the team is that within 25 years, we want to out the manufacturing of goods because people will be will think of reuse before buying new. And, and that's truly where we want to be heading uh, as a company. And we want to be the enabler for brands to go towards those, uh, those numbers. But there will be no sustainable retail if we don't change the way we actually use goods. Um, a good become a resource and, and it's not limited. So we need to keep it in use as much as we can uh, and, and reusing it through rental or resale or buying like pre of goods uh, is the only way. So really that's our, our I would say like a sick vision, uh, but we like to to be telling to, to our clients that tomorrow they will produce much less products, that they will produce much better goods, but we reassure them by telling them that it will they will not make less money, they will make different uh, type of revenue and much more predictable, uh, much more like uh, robust uh, like margins. 
So yeah, again, uh, we need to combine their uh, growth uh, goals with their uh, sustainable goals. If, if consumers leave a review of something that they've rented before, is that exposed to people who come after? That's actually uh, is a... Uh, Customizable, so brands can decide uh, whether or not uh, it will be uh, there. I believe that transparency is a good uh, thing, uh, and and you know we're we're trying with all our clients to have happy cons- consumers uh, and renters. So I believe that they should disclose it to everyone, but it's really up to um, to the brand's uh, decision and policy. Okay, and I know this is a, a difficult one because it's like how long is a piece of string, but you mentioned people can make savings when they go rental versus buying. What kind of savings typically would they make? It really depends. I mean, when you rent the products, you will usually spend between 20 to 30% of the full retail price. Uh, however, also renting can be a new way, uh, for example, in fashion to uh to have access to products that you like. You used to buy constantly uh, new goods uh, to, to, to for your wardrobe. And there is like a scary number, which is that we use a product between one to 1.5 time uh, that we buy. Um, so it's really like consuming in a new way uh, instead of, I'm not asking you basically when you rent to stop enjoying and stop having fun. Uh, it's just like you won't own anymore. And you will just have access to endless wardrobe, uh, endless products, type of products. Uh, you can turn your wardrobe basically every month. Enjoy. Um, if you're a fashionista, you keep, you know, like uh, impress uh, in, in parties. Even like, you can impress more because you will keep rotating your wardrobe. Uh, but it's just a matter of no owning anymore. Um, and, and that's actually the was the name of Lizzie uh, before we created Lizzie was Noner, the contraction of no and owning. You become like an owner. Uh, and, 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 and that's really uh, who you will become when you start, uh, you will start uh, renting. So for some people like Decathlon, of course, you will make like instant saving by uh, saving basically 80 to 30, 70% of uh, the retail price. If you do subscription, you might at the end pay a little more than just uh, when you buy. But again, it's not a product that we are pushing here. It's a, it's a true service that people are really willing to pay because uh, the, the customer experience, the journey is just uh, is just great. Okay. And, and to clarify, you're not offering the rental directly. It's you're offering it through retailers, correct? Yes, it's, it's really like a, a white label uh, rental service. So Decathlon is providing like its own rental service. Adidas is uh, providing its own rental service as well. Uh, soon resale uh, as well. So it's really white label. Uh, most of the time, it's a separate uh, platform, separate website, which is fully designed and customized to the brand's look and feel. Uh, but it's, it is, yeah, white label. Lizzie doesn't exist uh, in the mind of consumers. Uh, we're really like uh, operating behind the scene uh, with our technology and we work with third-party logistic partners uh, when it comes to storing, picking, packing, shipping, returns, quality control, cleaning, repairs, uh, all those things are, are done through partners, but it's a turnkey solution. So we provide basically a one-stop shop for uh, for everything. So what's the advantage for the retailers? Because if they're only getting 20 to 30% of the price of the good that they would normally be selling, what, what's in it for them? First, of course, one product will be used between two, average, let's say, between 10 to 20 times. Uh, So the product will churn enough to bring profitability, but also sustainability, because obviously, for example, I don't know, uh, I'm taking like a a random example of a dress which has been 
rent 12 times before being resold, resell uh, as a secondhand product. The products will probably provide 300% of profitability on top of what they what it would have done uh, if they would just sell uh, the goods one time. So sustainable, profitable, but also there is this new law, at least in France, which is arriving at the end of the year, um, which will allow, which will actually uh, make it forbidden for brands, textile brands, to destroy goods that they haven't sold. So they can use actually this excess inventory to start a rental service and to start creating new value without discounting. It's also a very good way to target new clients because the clients who rent or buy secondhand are probably not those that actually buy products full price new. Uh, also, it's a great way to collect tons of new data. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but also to drive traffic to the store. Uh, if you do subscription rental and that, you know, every month, every three months, two months, whatever, you you just collect your new gears or your new uh, uh, dresses, for example, uh, for the months to come, you just go to the store and that's a potential upsell also for the, the, the store associate. So, Really, there are tons of new, um, new, I would say, advantages for the brands to go towards this, and 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 that's why I mean, you can look at the, um, at the the reports from McKinsey, Boston Consulting Group, all those like they're all saying that it's a it's a skyrocket that it's uh, coming. Every brand wants to have its piece of the cake. I mean, the the in fashion only the the resale industry is supposed to to reach seventy seven. Uh, million of uh, billion, sorry, of US dollar by 2025, which will grow 11 times faster than the standard fashion, for example. So it's it's a massive market. Everyone wants to have a, a, a piece of the cake. Uh, poor player like Vinted, Vestiaire Collective, uh, kind of eat uh, it all, and, and brands want to to now uh, have their piece of the cake as well. And does the does the brand does the retailer get any access to the customer data as well? Of course, the, the, all the customer data is actually owned by the brands. Uh, Lizzie doesn't have access to this data. It's a, again it's fully white label. Uh, it, it's like you know where we are kind of like uh, you know the the SAP commerce solution, uh, but for e-commerce and then for the reverse logistics. And that's why we're actually super close to the SAP ecosystem. Uh, we're trying really to, to co-build uh, the, the, the re-commerce solution um, of, uh, of tomorrow. Okay, super. Danke, we're coming towards the end of the podcast now. Is there any question that I have not asked that you wish I had or any topic we've not touched on that you think it's important for people to be aware of? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we're talking a lot about sustainability, but uh, renting and reselling, I mean, it's also creating like uh, as good external, um, you know, impact uh, as far as social is concerned. Um, we are creating jobs, new jobs of, uh, for unqualified people to refurbish goods. Uh, we've seen it in the past with electronics. Uh, you know, now we uh, we push, uh, we encourage uh, people to to repair their products. Really, repairing, refurbishing is a new job uh, which uh, is creating you know hundreds, thousands of jobs, and we are really uh, encouraging our brands to to really hire those people uh, to to create new local jobs uh, for 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 the the, the good uh, I would say of their of their business model, but also for the good of their their lives. So. It has very good external uh, impact as well. And no, we talked a lot about renting, which I think is uh, is fascinating. But uh, reselling is uh, is also uh, 
a huge uh, a huge opportunity and and that's why we, we really try at least to combine the two um, most of the time you will have solutions for rentals some for uh, for resale we truly are convinced that uh, it has to be uh, and managed like together uh, but uh, oh, and 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 super happy to to see that uh, companies like SAP is taking like the the topic super seriously. Inviting a, a small company like Lizzie uh, on the on this podcast, uh, we're uh, super grateful and and thank you, Tom, for for the invitation. No problem, thank you. If people want to know more about yourself or about Lizzie or about any of the things we talked about today, where would you have me direct them? So we have a website, which is lizzie.co, uh, it's L-I-Z-Z-E-E.co, uh, and they can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. I'm Tongi uh, Frecon, or they can actually write me, it's T-A-N-G-U-Y at lizzie.co, uh, and I'll be happy to, to, to extend the conversation with them and answer questions. Um, yeah, that's uh, where, where they can reach out. Super. Tongi, that's been great. Thanks a million for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. And speak soon. Thank you for listening to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. If you want to explore our industry portfolio to find the solutions you need to run your business better, faster and simpler, please visit us at sap.com slash industries.